Welcome to the Sugar Switch Podcast, featuring Kathy Orman, health coach and author of The Sugar Switch. This is the number one short, sweet, and to-the-point podcast all about sugar and your health. You'll discover how to kick the sugar, eliminate cravings for good, completely reverse pre-diabetes, increase your energy, and lose weight, look good, and feel great. As well, you'll be empowered to reduce your risk for serious health issues. And now, here's your host, Kathy Orman. Hello and welcome. In this episode, I'm going to investigate a topic that is not well known, autophagy. You might be thinking, auto what? Autophagy, also pronounced autophagy, is something I had never heard of until about two and a half years ago during the whole SARS-CoV-2 global issue. The research I've been doing about autophagy reveals some really interesting and amazing things that benefit health. We'll get into all that. First, I want to thank you so much for tuning in. You and all Sugar Switch podcast listeners are the reason this podcast program is published, even somewhat inconsistently. My aim is always to bring you inspiration, a new perspective, and good information that you can use to benefit your health and live your best life. After all, your health is the most important asset you will ever own. As with all episodes of the Sugar Switch podcast, this episode is not intended as any form of medical advice. This is health and nutritional information only, based on the research I have done, and does not take the place of medical advice from a qualified medical practitioner. You should always consult a qualified medical doctor regarding any health issues you may be dealing with. As always, I encourage you to do your own research on any of the topics highlighted on the Sugar Switch podcast. I also encourage you to look beyond mainstream media, mainstream platforms, and the usual sources of information to find true and accurate information from qualified physicians, scientists, and recognized scientific studies. Let's get into it. Here's what you'll hear about in this episode. Fasting, History and Safety Is fasting a type of restrictive diet? Two main types of fasting. The effects of the fasted state versus the fed state. What is autophagy? How does autophagy work? The absolute amazing benefits of autophagy. Other benefits of intermittent and prolonged fasting. And finally, one previous episode of the Sugar Switch podcast. Let's start with fasting, history, and safety. Fasting is not a new concept or practice. It has even been in our vocabulary through the word breakfast, which actually refers to breaking the overnight fast. Fasting goes a long way back in our evolutionary roots because food was not always available and periods of having no food to eat were inevitable. Not eating was due to necessity, not exactly a choice. Eating all the time was simply not the norm for our ancestors. The development of agriculture virtually eliminated food shortages and involuntary fasting became much less prevalent. Ancient civilizations such as the Greeks seemed to recognize the health benefits of periodically fasting. Fasting was viewed as a time of cleansing, detoxification or purification. Overall, fasting has been honored and used by many cultures and religions throughout the world for centuries. The ancient Greeks recognized that humans, just like animals, naturally avoid eating when they become ill. In this way, fasting was seen as a natural remedy for illness. This same philosophy of natural healing was ascribed to by a number of great minds throughout history. Hippocrates once stated, quote, to eat when you are sick is to feed your illness, end of quote. Benjamin Franklin once wrote, quote, the best of all medicines is resting and fasting, end of quote. 
Mark Twain wrote, quote, A little starvation can really do more for the average sick man than can the best medicines and the best doctors. End of quote. Medical literature started to include information about fasting in the early 1900s. In the late 1950s and the 1960s, short-term fasting was seen as a therapeutic measure. Interest in fasting started to fade in the late 1960s when the manufacturing of convenience and snack foods was starting to gain popularity. By the 1980s, the concept of fasting had almost completely disappeared, while the food industry and nutritional research were fixated on diets, dietary fat, and cholesterol levels because of the huge issue of coronary heart disease. For more than 30 years, the concept of fasting and the health benefits have been almost dormant. Many people seem to have misconceptions about fasting, believing that fasting is unhealthy or downright damaging to health. Food marketing has been super focused on the big food industry and on convenient fast foods almost 24-7, not on the health benefit of intermittent or prolonged fasting. Fasting is, in fact, not damaging to health. Fasting has many benefits, and more research has been done within the last two decades that prove fasting has a number of health benefits, which I'll talk about in a few minutes. Fasting is generally safe for most people, with a few exceptions. Children and teenagers under the age of 18 should not fast because it can impede their growth. Pregnant and breastfeeding women and malnourished people should avoid fasting. People with serious underlying medical conditions, including diabetes and gout, should consult their medical care practitioner before trying fasting as a health protocol. They may require extra care in monitoring their medication requirements, which may change during fasting. In fact, anyone who is on prescribed medications needs to seek the advice of their medical care practitioner before trying fasting. Some medications may have contraindications with fasting. One example is PPIs, proton pump inhibitors, taken to reduce stomach acid. PPIs block autophagy, a natural function of fasting. Cancer patients need to be cautious and should consult their treating oncologist before starting fasting. It's important to note that fasting, whether intermittent or prolonged, is not for everyone. No two people are exactly the same, even if they are blood relatives. Each person is uniquely bio-individual. Some people may thrive by doing intermittent or prolonged fasting, while others might be putting their health at risk with fasting. It's important to evaluate your own individual health status and choose what is best for you as an individual. Let's answer the question, is fasting a type of restrictive diet? No, fasting is not a diet of any type. Fasting has an entirely different approach to health versus dieting. Fasting is not about low-carb, low-sugar, high or low-fat, low-calorie, or low-glycemic index. It's about regulating when you consume food, which should always be nutrient-dense foods. It is widely accepted knowledge that the human body has a phenomenal ability to heal itself, particularly when given the right conditions. Fasting is one of the many ways to help the body heal itself. Fasting is a choice, a healthy lifestyle tool that has many health benefits. To obtain the health benefits, it makes perfect sense that you might need to change your food choices. The food you consume during the window of time you decide to eat is extremely important. For example, during intermittent fasting, there are 6-8 to eight hours total eating time per day. The food you need to consume consists of nutrient-dense, real foods, including pure water, whole vegetables and fruits, healthy fats, 
fats that your body can use, a moderate amount of healthy protein, and foods that are high in omega-3 fatty acids. These are foods that will support your health and help your body remove damaged cells and toxins. Keep in mind that drinking plenty of pure water will help your body eliminate toxins. The foods you need to avoid include ultra-processed or refined foods, sugar, artificial sweeteners, refined vegetable oils, and foods high in omega-6 fatty acids. These are the foods that are damaging to your health because they are toxic and they will greatly hinder your body from removing damaged cells and toxins. Let's talk about two main types of fasting. Fasting is simply abstaining from eating. So technically speaking, any time you are not eating, you're fasting. Fasting is not starvation in any way. Fasting is a controlled choice to abstain from food for a chosen period of time, not a forced situation involving a lack of food. Our situation is not the same as our ancestors faced. There are many ways to fast, including two main types of fasting. Number one, intermittent fasting, which involves shorter fasting periods of 12 to 24 hours. This is becoming a popular lifestyle component for many people because of the health benefits. Number two, prolonged fasting, abstaining from food for 24 to 72 hours, preferably at least 36 hours. This tends to be more effective than intermittent fasting when it comes to activating autophagy, the body's ability to reset and renew cells and tissues. Let's talk about the effects of the fasted state versus the fed state. The fasted state is when you are not consuming food and your body is burning stored food energy, which is the complete opposite of the fed state. Insulin levels are low and for most people still within the normal range. The liver breaks down glycogen, releasing glucose for energy. When the glycogen is used up, the body switches to burning fat for energy. The fed state is when you're consuming food and your body is storing food energy. Insulin levels are higher in response to the food you consume. As the body moves glucose into the cells for energy, excess glucose is either stored in the liver as glycogen or it is stored as fat. Insulin sensitivity and insulin resistance during the fasted state. Lowering insulin levels through fasting increases insulin sensitivity, which means that your body is more responsive to the hormone insulin. This allows insulin to do the important job of moving glucose out of the blood and into the cells. It also helps protect the pancreas. During the fed state, higher insulin levels by being continuously in the fed state cause the body to become insulin resistant, which damages the insulin's ability to do the important job of moving glucose out of the blood and into the cells. Insulin resistance has been linked to many chronic health issues, including diabetes, stroke, heart issues, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, obesity, fatty liver disease, gout, and more. Balance and weight. If there is a balance between the fed state and the fasted state, the body does not gain weight. When too much time is spent in the fed state, that is consuming food most of the time, the body stores food energy as fat and weight gain occurs over time. When time in the fasted state is increased, such as intermittent fasting, the body burns more food energy and balance can be restored, allowing the body to reach its natural weight. 
Inflammation. Because we are beings that are interactive with our environment, we are always in contact with a variety of pathogens, bacteria and fungi that are all around us. Consuming food means that nutrients and pathogens are taken into the body, which generally triggers the immune system and inflammation. On the other hand, fasting promotes an anti-inflammatory response. Studies have shown that a temporary beneficial period of inflammation happens after consuming a meal, while the immune system removes pathogens. This temporary situation is a positive process that strengthens the body's defense mechanisms and helps prevent infection. When a person is continuously in the fed state by always snacking, chronic inflammation could result. The negative health impacts include damage to cells and tissues, increased stress on the body, elevated blood pressure, diminished insulin sensitivity, and reduced ability to heal. Chronic inflammation has been linked to diabetes, Alzheimer's disease, heart issues, joint pain, cancer, and more. Let's talk about what is autophagy. Let's start with the word autophagy as well as the dictionary definition. Autophagy is spelled A-U-T-O-P-H-A-G-Y. I have heard it pronounced two ways, autophagy or autophagy. From what I can tell, either one seems to be correct. The dictionary defines autophagy as destruction of damaged or redundant cellular components occurring in vacuoles within the cell. Vacuoles are enclosed parts of the cell that often contain fluid. In other words, autophagy is a natural mechanism within the human body that destroys garbage, damaged or redundant cellular components, so they can be removed from the body, which helps the immune system. Autophagy is an amazing system that is already built into your body to help your immune system deal with toxins and help you remain healthy. You don't need medication or pharmaceuticals to stimulate this natural system. That leads us to the question, how does autophagy work? Autophagy is activated by fasting or abstaining from eating for a period of time. Important to note that prolonged fasting, fasting from 24 to 72 hours, activates autophagy, whereas intermittent fasting, 16 to 24 hours, does not fully activate autophagy. In essence, the process of autophagy helps the body remove damaged cells and replace them with healthier, newer cells. Many types of cells are included in this process, including protein cells. The human body is miraculous because it has many built-in biological processes that help it to heal naturally and stay healthy. When the body detects foreign protein, dysfunctional or misfolded protein, it knows that it is harmful and wants to get rid of it. It deals with these toxic cells and proteins through the process of autophagy. Autophagy works like a garbage collection system. It collects the garbage, harmful, toxic, and or dysfunctional proteins and foreign substances from the cells and breaks it down so the body can eliminate it. Here are more specific details. Whether the process of autophagy is working or not working depends upon a biological switch in the body called the mTOR switch. That's M-T-O-R switch. Glucose, proteins, and insulin affect this switch. Whenever you eat, your body switches off the mTOR pathways and autophagy is switched off. 
When you fast and your cells are deprived of glucose, proteins, and insulin, the mTOR switch is on and autophagy is switched on. Autophagy is then working, breaking down proteins. Continuously eating, going from eating a meal to snacking and then eating another meal, means that you are continuously in the fed state and autophagy never has a chance to be switched on. Let's get into the absolutely amazing benefits of autophagy. The practice of fasting has many health benefits, both with intermittent fasting and prolonged fasting. More detail about those benefits in a moment. The process of autophagy will only switch on with prolonged fasting, and there are many amazing benefits. Autophagy improves the health of the cell's powerhouse, the mitochondria, because it removes toxins and garbage from the cell, as discussed a moment ago. This has a pronounced positive effect on the immune system, so you're able to stay healthy. Autophagy's toxin removal benefits get even more specific and amazing, particularly in reference to our world today in 2023. Recent scientific medical research has proven that autophagy helps the body to get rid of spike protein, which is the slow-acting poison that results from SARS-CoV-2 injection. Let me repeat that because it is so important. Recent scientific medical research has proven that autophagy helps the body to get rid of the spike protein, which is the slow-acting poison that results from the SARS-CoV-2 injection. Spike protein is a foreign substance that has many damaging effects on the body, resulting in adverse events from the injections. Research is ongoing about the damaging effects of spike protein. At this point, medical researchers have found that spike protein causes extensive inflammation, activates clotting, causes autoantibodies, causes damage to the lining of blood vessels, and has damaging effects on genes, particularly genes that suppress cancers. Very recent research is showing that autophagy has the ability to stop the poisonous effects of spike protein at the cellular level, break down the spike protein, and then the body can eliminate it. Autophagy is crucial for the brain. When you sleep, you are in a fasted state and the brain is able to regenerate by clearing out metabolic byproducts and getting rid of them. When you fast for prolonged periods and turn on autophagy, it helps the brain regenerate even more. Autophagy has been linked to reducing the risk and or possible prevention of many health issues, including premature aging, Alzheimer's disease, cancer, metabolic syndrome, and diabetes. Let's talk about other benefits of intermittent and prolonged fasting. Potential to help type 2 diabetes. Since intermittent fasting has been shown to reduce blood sugar levels and improve insulin sensitivity, it could potentially help treat type 2 diabetes. Some medical doctors have had success in treating their diabetic patients with carefully supervised intermittent fasting protocols. Benefits for inflammation and autoimmunity. Both intermittent fasting and prolonged fasting have been shown to activate the body's ability to suppress inflammation, reduce inflammatory immune cells, and possibly alleviate autoimmunity. A published study has shown that a three-day fast, a prolonged fast, can reset the immune system by breaking down old immune cells and replace them with new ones. Fasting can help weight loss. 
the body's insulin levels decrease while fasting, which allows the body to use stored fat for energy. Lower insulin levels help the body break down fat, resulting in weight loss. When insulin levels are high, it causes the body to store energy as fat instead of using the energy right away. Reduction of visceral fat. During a prolonged fast, the body breaks down fat stores, particularly visceral fat, which has been linked to inflammation and insulin resistance. Potential benefits for cognitive health and memory. Studies have shown that intermittent fasting increases the level of BDNF, brain-derived neurotrophic factor, a protein that supports the health of old neurons and helps the brain form new neurons and connections. While fasting, the autophagy process could generate new neurons while removing old protein debris. Fasting has been shown to increase mental clarity and concentration, cholesterol and overall energy. Fasting has been proven to lower blood cholesterol levels and increase overall energy levels. Unproven potential to reduce obesity-associated cancers. Fasting could potentially starve cancer cells that rely heavily on glucose. Several types of cancer, including breast, prostate and colorectal cancers have been linked to elevated levels of insulin. Since fasting decreases insulin levels, there is a possibility that these particular cancers could be reduced. Let's talk about one previous episode of the Sugar Switch podcast. Today's episode mainly focuses on autophagy and new information that has recently come to light within the last three years about intermittent and prolonged fasting. Basic information about intermittent fasting is covered in previous episode TSSP073, Intermittent Fasting, Is It Healthy? You might want to listen to that episode to hear about four common methods of intermittent fasting and some of the possible benefits. Episode TSSP073 was published in November 2019, right before the SARS-CoV-2 pandemic. At that time, about three and a half years ago, there was far less research available on the positive effects and health benefits of intermittent fasting. Now there is an abundance of information available, and I encourage you to do some of your own research before starting intermittent fasting. Here's the one-minute recap. In this episode, the focus has been on autophagy and benefits of fasting, including history and safety of fasting, the fact that fasting is not a type of restrictive diet. Then I talked about two main types of fasting, intermittent and prolonged fasting, and the effects of the fasted state versus the fed state. I talked about what autophagy is, how autophagy works, and the absolutely amazing benefits of autophagy. Then we got into other benefits of intermittent and prolonged fasting, and I talked about one previous related episode of the Sugar Switch podcast that you might want to listen to. Here's the bottom line. Personal health, freedom to choose your health journey, and natural health care have never been more important than right now. This is the time when each of us need to step up and take responsibility for our own health and well-being as much as possible. We simply cannot rely on a health care system that is broken. Fasting is a great tool that almost anyone can use any time to enhance health, help the body heal itself, and or drastically reduce the risk of serious health conditions. Fasting has many benefits, some that were previously unknown or not talked about. 
And as a bonus, it doesn't cost anything, plus it does not require any form of pharmaceutical intervention. If you're considering using fasting to detox and heal from spike protein, or if you have health issues that you want to address using fasting, the first step is to consult with a qualified healthcare professional that has expertise in fasting. It's also important to do your own research to learn as much as you can before embarking on such a healing journey. The Sugar Switch podcast is a unique, informative, short, sweet, and to-the-point podcast program that tells it like it is to give you a new perspective about sugar, nutrition, and your health. Every episode is available on the SugarSwitchPodcast.com and on Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, Blueberry, Google Podcasts, Podcast Index, Amazon Music, GeoSavin, Ghana, and on Android. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, stay well, cultivate gratitude, and live the sweet life without refined foods and sugar. Bye for now. Thank you for joining Kathy on the Sugar Switch Podcast. If you would like to be free of sugar and relentless cravings, increase your energy all day, every day, reverse pre-diabetes, and totally avoid serious health issues like diabetes, inflammation, and heart and stroke issues, Kathy Orman would love to connect with you. Find out how the Sugar Switch system can help you be the healthiest you can be. Contact Kathy Orman at www.thesugarswitchpodcast.com. Tune in next week for more great info on the Sugar Switch Podcast. And we'd love it if you'd submit a review for the Sugar Switch Podcast. Thanks for tuning in.